Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. This is Alan Dodson. Um, I'm here with uh, Zach Hicks, um, another Viral USA podcast. And um, we thought we'd talk about what Viral is um, doing well this year, or sort of our style of play. And Zach, as he told told you guys on the website, is um, is much more of a stats guru than than uh, certainly I've ever been. And he's been delving into this question, looking at our statistics from this year and and uh, what we're you know sort of what do the, we all know watching the real how we think we're doing, but what we think we're doing, but what do the statistics say? So Zach, take it away. <laughs> Okay, so by far my favorite stat that I found this uh, that I found this morning, and I put it on the Twitter page, was that uh, apparently uh, Football Reference FB Ref, if you happen to look it up on their La Liga stats page, they actually keep track of how many nutmegs each team has completed this season, and Villarreal is fifth in the league in nutmegs completed, which I just thought was the coolest thing to keep track of. Um, but interestingly enough, there's actually fewer of those in La Liga than there were in the Premier League, which I never would have guessed. But anyway, on to things that actually matter. Um, one of the things that we're doing really well is, um, we are third in the league in counterattack shots. So shots produced off the counter. Um, and... Um, uh, a website called Stats Bomb that actually um, does all kinds of analytics for different uh, leagues. They they do a really cool um, breakdown on on stats from big leagues. And so I was looking at some of the stuff, and I'll, I'll write an article about this in the next week uh, week or so that highlights all of this. But it, it shows, um, they, for instance, they got a chart that shows where different La Liga teams apply their pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for us, we tend to apply, we don't apply a ton of defensive pressure until the team, uh, until the other team gets the ball right about midfield. It's like midfield's the line where we decide uh, we want to apply pressure. <laughs> I think the reason why we're doing that is I think the idea is that we want to regain the ball with enough space so that we can hit a long uh, hit a long ball on the counterattack and get in behind the defense. Basically, let their defensive line step up high enough that when we regain the ball, we can get in behind them. Um, and along those lines, we've actually completed uh, the second most long ball attempts of anybody in La Liga, um, and I've actually completed the the fifth. Uh, we have the fifth best long ball completion percentage of anybody in the league. So the, the general idea, whether we're in the 4-4-2 or whether we're in the 4-4-3 or 4, Robin's got me saying 4-4-3, 4-3-3 is, um, is we want to apply pressure around midfield and then and, and as quickly as possible hit a long ball to, to get the ball on the counter. And and that's great, and that's part of why we've produced um, the third highest expected goals rate in La Liga. But the problem so far has been when we face sides like Valladolid, who literally just want to sit back in their own third and absorb pressure. Um, that we can't we can't counterattack on them if they're not interested in pushing forward. So breaking down these low block teams in La Liga. 
becomes a problem. And instead of, uh, generating, um, instead of generating, uh, over 14 shots a game like we usually do, we play a team like Valley to lead and we only get like eight or nine. Mm hmm. And that, yeah, the, that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Because when, when I think about the matches where we, um, where we are taking, playing teams that are primarily looking to block, I'm th- I was thinking of Osasuna, where that was pretty much the way that they wanted to play a lot of the time, and yet our, our goals and, and chances involved counterattacks. And that, in some ways, I guess the, the obvious corollary to, to, to that analysis or, or the question that that begs is, should we be playing as more of a counterattacking team? <laughs> um, because that seems to be what we're best at. When we're trying, to, when we're trying to break down teams that are, that are, um, that are basically playing a defensive block, we, I suspect the statistics will tell you that we're doing a lot of crossing and we're doing a lot of unsuccessful crossing. Is that right? Um, yeah, that seems, that seems to reflect, I glanced over the crossing numbers cause they weren't really the, the focus, but we, we don't, we cross more against teams that pressure that, that apply less offensive pressure, kind of like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're just, uh, that's, that's really not, especially, uh, when we've got Gaspar and Quintila out there, that's really not what we're best at. It's really kind of just wasting time because we don't have target guys running through the middle that are going to hop onto those things. The, uh, the Asasuna game was weird because, um, basically Asasuna couldn't decide what they wanted to do. Like they came out wanting to sit back and they sat back most of the first half and then, um, they, made the mistake of pushing forward right at the end of the half. We immediately punished them for it. And for the rest of the game, it's, we didn't generate a ton of shots, but once they were trailing, they were kind of caught between two minds. They couldn't decide whether or not they, they wanted to push to get the equalizing goal or if they wanted to sit back like their original idea was. And we just had a very good day finishing and, you know, ended up winning out 3-1. Yeah, it, I, I think that this pattern if you if you put aside the Marcelino years because he set up the team very definitely in a counterattacking style so his you know his approach was different but generally if i think back to um to certainly going back as far as Garrido and the and the Europa League 2010-11 side um and going on with Escriba and Kaleha, we tend to have this desire to play um, beautiful football. Under Pellegrini in the glory years of the aughts, you know, we were sort of viewed as kind of a mini Barcelona. You know, we, we didn't have the the overall quality of Barcelona, but especially when Raquel May was with us, we certainly produced as many highlight videos of of possession and ball control and all that. So there seems to be a desire to play that way. Um, the issue has been that many times we, without the, if the team sits back and, and tries to block, you can either try to 
create opportunities through um, set pieces, through corners especially. You could try to create chances through crosses into the middle to your to your um, target man, or you can try to pass your way through the defense. And we've generally tried number three, <laughs> and that's put a lot of pressure on people like um, um, Santi Cazorla and Trigueros now, um, Connie in the past, for example. Um, so, yeah, I, I just see that as being kind of a, a sort of standard MO that, that Virial has always tried to play. It's hard though when, as you say, we don't have the target people and we don't have, um, we don't have a Jesus Navas type of person who can just pump in cross after cross after cross from the wing. I will say that from set pieces, we are, um, sixth in, we are sixth in La Liga in expected goals from set pieces, um, which is actually um, interesting to me because we're only producing the 11th most shots from set pieces, which basically means that when we do get a shot off a set piece, we're getting really good value for money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of actual goals from set pieces, and I'm pulling this up right now as I'm talking, um, <clears throat> we've, we've scored five goals. We've scored five goals from set pieces so far this season. Huh. So. And what's also weird is, um, we've, so we've drawn the second fewest number of fouls in the league, but we've scored the most, well, we've attempted and scored the most penalties in the league. I don't know why it is that like we draw very few fouls until we get the penalty area, then we're drawing more fouls than anybody else. But, hmm. uh, interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Hmm. Um, so I, I really think, as someone who spends a lot of time looking at the predictive stats, like we, we really should be higher up on the league table than we actually are. And it's really frustrating that we're not. Um, part of it is that our, um, and I've talked about this before when we had Toko Akame out there, he really underperformed his expected goals. And I think that'll correct itself with Paco in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second thing, and something that kind of surprised me when I was looking at the stats this morning, is um, we might have a goalkeeper problem. Hmm. And I wouldn't have thought that, right? Like you, you just. Oh, I, I mean, I mean, in terms of percentages of shots saved, I would. Th- I thought I saw something that Senhio was was pretty far up there, but. Tell me why you think that. Well, so, okay. There, there were two stats that I saw. One was in terms of, uh, what percentage of, and this one, this one to me isn't a huge deal depending on who your center backs are, but one of them is the percentage of crosses that your, your goalkeeper actually stops, that your goalkeeper comes out and defends. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we're, we're the fifth, we're the fifth worst team in, in La Liga in that stat. Um, and I, I know I just remember from the last few games, just anecdotally, balls that, that get sent in from out wide and bounce. And next thing you know, you've got ricochets happening and you've got, you know, kind of a cluster there in the middle of the, uh, of the box and a, a weird freak goal happens. Um, that's happened a couple times recently. Right. Um, but the one that, the one that concerned me even more and, for the folks that don't do a whole lot of stats, you, you, you're going to hear this and you're going to be like, 
This is the most made up nonsense in the world. Okay. But there's a stat called post shot expected goals minus goals allowed. And basically what it does is it says, okay, what is the expected goal? Like what, 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 what is the percentage likelihood that this ball goes in? And what's the difference between that and how many shots your keepers actually letting in? So it, it's a, it's a decent summary of how your keeper is performing as a shot stopper. Okay. And as a team, we are third worst in La Liga in this statistic. Really? Yeah. Well, I would never have, I would not have thought that because I, I mean, the first thing you said makes sense to me because it's always been true, but certainly has been true after Asenjo's, um various knee injuries that he is a keeper who tends to stay back in his, in his area a lot. He's not a, he's not somebody who, you know, you don't see him flapping at many crosses because he doesn't come out for many crosses. So that part I get. Um, he's a very good reaction keeper. Um, it, it has always seemed to me. So what is this? So what is this shot? What is this stat telling us that he's maybe not in? Maybe he's spilled some rebounds, or he, or he, or I don't, I don't know. I mean, how how do you look at it? Right. To me, and and also, and I just looked at his, I just looked at the save percentage, and we're like, we're like middle of the pack in terms of save percentage. Okay. Um, so. Um, let me see here. And in terms of overall saves, we're, 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 okay, so we're doing well in terms of overall saves. Basically what, what's happening is we're giving up a lot of shots. And, um, so you see the keeper, you see it's in home getting a lot of saves because he's facing more shots than he probably should. Mm-hmm. But in the process of facing this large volume of shots, um, he's actually giving up about um, it, the, 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 the actual number is, is minus 0.17. So it's, it's, uh, 0.17 more goals per 90 minutes than you would expect him to, uh, given, given the quality of shots he's facing. Huh. Um, huh. and the only team, the only teams that are worse than that so far this season are, uh, Barcelona and Espanol. Um, now Barcelona has Leo Messi, so they can, you know, Cover up. They can cover up all kinds of mistakes with him out there. Right. Uh, but Espanol obviously has been a mess for most of the year. They're starting to get a little bit better. Um, but basically, what what I think is happening is I don't think we're putting Asenjo in the best position to succeed because he's facing more shots than he should be facing. Okay. But he's also not doing a great job with the shots that he's seeing. Well, I think that he's what I have noticed, and and you know, if, of course, it is difficult for when a goalkeeper is only involved in, you know, maybe twelve, fifteen shots a game. Say, um, I have, you know, there have been a couple of goals he's given up in recent games that I I think were a little soft. Um, it could be that that we're just putting a lot of pressure on him by forcing him 
to deal with a lot of shots. I mean, I think as a goalkeeper, you obviously um, are going to function better when you have confidence in your defense that you're really only going to have to come up with a, with a couple of of big saves when you're when you're under the cosh constantly. It 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 is difficult to continue to perform at at a really high level. So maybe that's what that is telling us. It sounds like it might be a function of the partly the way that we're um, trying to play. Are are most of these chances coming against us from from counterattacks or or from set pieces or what? Is there anything there that jumps out at you? Um, well, let me see. Um, I can look this up real quick. Um, and, and for those curious, uh, my, my favorite sites to look up soccer stats are, um, the, the, the football reference, the football ref.com, fbref.com is, is, has gotten really good lately because they have a new, uh, contract with Stats Bomb, which is one of those, uh, advanced yeah. analytics companies. Um, who scored's always good. Who scored.com is really good for right. just raw data. And then understat.com, I've used a few of their charts and stuff recently. They're really good, um, for, uh, expected goals data as well. Okay. Uh, so what I can tell you is that the goals scored against us, um, hardly any of them are on counter. We've only had one counterattack goal scored against us all season, according to who scored. Hmm. Uh, we've given up eight set piece goals. Um, where I think that, um, that percent, that number we talked about earlier in terms of coming out and claiming the ball on crosses, I think that becomes kind of relevant there because if there's any cross you want your keeper to come out and get, it's going to be coming off a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just has 16 of the goals given up as just listed as open play goals. Okay. Uh, so mm-hmm. let's see. Uh, Shots against, shots against 57% of the shots that we faced are inside the six yard box. 53% are inside the 18 and 40% are outside the box. Most of them are coming from the middle, uh, which, you know, you'd expect anyway. This, per, this particular number, 65% of them coming from the middle says to me that we're not doing a great job at forcing, uh, opposing forwards out wide. And given the injuries that we've had, especially uh, to, to our center backs, that kind of makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that makes sense to me too. It's also interesting that as you talk about that, when I'm thinking of, of, of Asenjo's saves and that are really impressive, they tend to be on those, as I say, they're sort of reaction saves off counterattacks. Yeah. He's really good at that. He struggles uh, more when the ball is in the box more. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, part part of this very well may be that we're just not doing a great job of of clearing the ball out of his zone. You know, when there's a whole cluster of bodies in the middle of the box and he has a hard time seeing, we may not be doing a good job of, uh, mm-hmm. as defenders, of, of clearing for him. But, you know, um, let me see here. Oh, I don't I can't actually get the the clearances numbers. It doesn't look like, but 
don't know. To me, I'm not saying, I'm not over here advocating like we should go out and, uh, you know, replace the send hubs. I think we've got bigger fish to fry in terms of squad needs. Uh, mm-hmm. but I, I do think that we're, we're kind of at a position where, um, we're not finishing well enough for that problem to not hurt us right now. Right. And I think I'd be curious to see if, if you look at that through the season, has that um, gotten worse since Powell has been out? Because it seems to me if you have a goalkeeper who is going to essentially not come out for crosses or, you know, not try to come out of his area very much to, to um, break up a play, it helps if you have a tall defender who is good in the air to do that. And when we had Powell and Albiol, um, they seem to work together very well and um, be able to win a lot more balls in the air. I don't think with Eunice Mori that happens as much. Um, but for, for what it's worth, um, who scored also creates a profile for every team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and you, you tell me if you think these are accurate. Okay. So for, under strengths, it lists counterattacks, creating long shot opportunities, creating chances through individual skill, uh, creating scoring chances and finishing scoring chances, um, as our strengths. As our weaknesses, it, it's aerial duels, defending set pieces, stopping opponents from creating chances, defending against long shots and protecting a lead. I think the only thing, those are all pretty, pretty accurate. The only thing I would, of the negatives, I don't see defending against long shots as being a real negative of ours. Maybe it is statistically, but I, it's not one I think of. And I guess on the positive side, I'm not sure how much I would say our finishing is a positive if we're performing, if we're underperforming expected goals. But most of the rest of it, yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty accurate, I think. Is that, don't you think? Yeah, I think, I think that's about where I am on it as well. Um, let me see if I can look up, um, I don't know, I'm having trouble finding a way to look up. I, I don't know, I, I, I just, to me, to me, and, and, and I'm sure you and Robin will talk about this later, but, when you're talking about the way Calais has got the team set up, mm-hmm. I'm completely fine. Like it, I'm fine with being a counterattacking team if part of being a counterattacking team is that we're also defensively solid. Uh, a, a counterattacking team that isn't defensively solid is going to have a lot of bizarre results that don't go their way. And I kind of feel like that's why we're in eighth when our expected goal differential says we should be more like fourth. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, good. That's a very good point. Okay. Now, I think part of this, I think part of this is that, you know, our, our best center back, who I would consider Powell, has been hurt for a long time. Our other best center back is 34 years old. And Ramiro Funes Mora in the year 2020 is being relied upon to be a regular starter. Mm-hmm. 
But I, I just, to me, with the midfield talent we have, I almost wonder if we wouldn't be better off instead of trying to focus on counterattacking as much as Kaleha seems to be focusing on counterattacking. If we were more concerned with possessing the ball, because we have midfield talent. Mm-hmm. We're more concerned with possessing the ball if that would take some pressure off that back line. Yeah. And, hmm. and, uh, I, you know, I, I think there have been times where we've done that well, you know, later in games is like, We've talked before about Kaleha adjusting to the game in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it just, it seems like the, the weakest part of the roster is clearly the back line and we're kind of playing a style that asks them to be really good. Yeah. I mean, I think that's interesting because I think the, what what's our possession percentage compared? How does that compare to La Liga average? Because we're certainly not a counterattacking team in the sense that our we generally possess the ball more than half the time, right? So it's not like we're an Alaves or somebody who who essentially is trying to have the ball maybe forty percent of the time. We we want we tend to want to have the ball, but what you're, what you're saying is that we aren't set up in a way that we can do the most with it. Um, so we, we, we have the ball, we have the ball 52% of the time, but what you got to remember, I, I think there were, there's a couple things to remember there. One, we face a lot of teams that were flat out more talented than, so we end up having the ball a lot kind of by, by default because the other team doesn't want it. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and the other, the, the other thing that I would point out with that is, um, because of where we start applying pressure defensively, we, we start applying pressure defensively above average right as soon as the other team crosses midfield. So it's one of those things that a lot of our counterattacks aren't starting in the way you typically think of a counterattacking side. They're not starting from the defensive third. They're starting around midfield. And what's happening a lot of times is when we apply pressure right there at midfield, that means that our midfielders and forwards are extended and defending, and if the ball gets behind them, then that back line is exposed. Yes. Okay. So it's not like we're it's not like we're sitting back and you know sitting back in defense and telling our defenders to do a whole bunch of work. We're applying pressure, trying to start a counterattack at midfield, and if that doesn't work. Boy, howdy, I hope that the back line's able to step up and do something because otherwise we're in trouble. And the fact that we have, um, again, we don't have speedy defenders means that if we're essentially, if we're essentially using our, our center backs to, are stepping up pretty high, they're, um, they're providing some support for the attack. Then the, then the ball gets turned over. We apply, our defenders are, are retreating quickly. We're applying pressure in midfield to try to win the ball back. If we don't win it back, you're right. Then you, then you have, um, and I think we can all think of examples this year where this has happened where whether it's coming immediately off the play or not. And in fact, most of the times I, I don't think it is. It's that you've got, our center backs are retreating quickly 
our the rest of the team is is trying to track back as well but if you've got a team that is good at making three or four good passes quickly and getting a, a number of players into the area quickly that's when they're scoring against us seems to me right. maybe those yeah. count, maybe those count as open play rather than counterattacking because they're not directly off the counter but it seems to me like what what we tend to have i can think of several times this year when What's happened is we've turned the ball over. We've, we've tried to sort of regain. We've gotten back, but we're clearly not in position around our box. And frequently it's a, it's a midfielder who's, who's sort of, um, following up into the middle of the box who gets the opportunity to score. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, okay. So if you, so if, if the problem is, I mean, it's, it, we're essentially defining in, I guess, in more detail, that sort of general thing that's been troubling us all season of how do we get the balance right between attack and defense? Um, I, I think, I think that the, that the overall strategy is actually pretty good if our first choice back line is healthy. Okay. But that's been the case for what? Three games all season? You know, between Moreno, Albiol, and Powell, I mean, somebody's been hurt all year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I think that the, 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 the idea in itself is sound if we got everybody healthy. If we don't, I really think that the, a big part of the solution is to Hit fewer long balls, possess the ball more, and, you know, if we're going to press, press higher up so we can still get those quick turnover, pass to afford, let them score type goals that we, that we're used to seeing. But instead of trying to get that at midfield, try to get it three quarters of the way up the field. That way, if it doesn't work, we've got plenty of space to track back and help out our defenders. And those of us who are, who have been following this team for years are immediately thinking of, we used to do that when we had Bruno. We used to do that, we did that in the year we had Rodri. Um, that was, when I, when you think of how we tried to win the ball back, yes, <laughs> it was farther up the pitch. Um, and, and by the way, by the way, this is exactly what Real Sociedad does. Real Sociedad pressures a little bit higher up the pitch. Um, Ibar does this as well, where they they want to try to turn it. They want to apply a lot of pressure when they first turn the ball over in their own attacking half. And if it gets behind them, they're busting tail to get back and help out their defense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. So it'll be an interesting thing to, to think about. And as I say, I'm going to talk. Robin, I know, has some thoughts on formation and, um, and of course that can always, formation gets into, uh, questions of who exactly is out there, you know, but, but I think the point that, that what you're seeing in the statistics seems to bear out what we've, what we've been saying all along, um, which is that 
the fact that we we have a lot of great midfielders, but as you say, we do not have the the back line partly because it hasn't been healthy that much to um, playing the the sort of style we're playing is a little is a little risky. Um, it'll be very interesting to watch the Levante match with this in mind. It would also be interesting to go back and look at some of the matches this season where we've made adjustments in game and see exactly how, you know, with this sort of information, how is that something that we effectively did? Did, did we start winning the ball higher up? Did we apply pressure a little differently? Um, what exactly did we do that, that made us successful after the first 50, 60 minutes of the match we hadn't been? By, by the way, Levante is another team that they don't, they don't really start applying above average levels of pressure until they're in their own defensive third. They have no interest in pressing you high at the pitch. So it's going to be another one of those games that, uh, you know, now Levante also gives up a lot of shots. So mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's going to be which one of those things, uh, you know, are, are, are we going to be able to create shots? And if we can, um, I think based on what Levante's done this season, we'll be able to get some goals. But if we're, if we're going in expecting to turn them over and get easy chances one on one with the goalkeeper, I don't think this is a game where that's going to be very easy to get that done. Okay. Interesting. Any, anything else before we wrap up? Any other last, any other statistics jump out at you or, or oddities that, that we should be thinking about? Um, some interesting, just some interesting side notes. Um, we actually have the, the second highest, uh, successful tackle percentage against opponent dribblers, which suggests to me that our defenders, when they're, when they're defending one on one and not having to do that cover open space type thing that we talked about earlier, they're actually very good, um, in one on one situations. Um, we're, We've attempted the fourth most dribbles in the league, which I think we can think of a couple players that, that have, you know, direct Some, involvement in that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and where, where the, when it comes to losing the ball, you know, once we lose the ball, we attack, we, we pressure um, the third most out of any team in La Liga. So when we give up the ball, we immediately want it back. Um, which I think a lot of that is that stuff you, that actually turns into ugly football in the middle of the pitch where, you know, we turn the ball over, we immediately want to get it back. So they immediately turn the ball over and then we're trying to risky pass. So we turn it over again and it kind of becomes almost more tennis than soccer. But I think we, we've all seen that happen this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's right. I think there have been times when, I, when watching that, you want to say, okay, you won the ball back. Hold on to it for a minute. <laughs> but that, but yeah, well, our style has been more to try to, to immediately press forward and, and, uh, and frequently if that, if that pass to the person forward isn't that accurate, um, as you say, it becomes a bit more tennis than, than soccer. Well, Thanks very much for all those insights. I think it's really interesting and I, and we'll, um, and I, as you say, I know you want to write some articles about it for the site that'll give some more details of, uh, of, um, of this, but it's, it's really an interesting way to look at, to, to break down what 
we are seeing game in and game out. And I think the, I think there's a lot of really interesting insights there. Um, and I think all of us listening can probably think about that, think about this and, and think about, you know, okay, what, do, what, what sorts of insights does that give you? you know, what sort of thing does this trigger in your mind that you hadn't thought about? And, and, um, you know, maybe you can, you can let us know. Um, I'm going to be talking to Robin Stacy a little later. It'll either be a, a separate podcast or I'll, or I'll splice it into this one. But I know Robin has been looking at, at had an article on the question of formations and um, and that generated some comment and we want to talk about that. But now I've been armed with this. I'll, I'll have some interesting things to to uh, suggest to him or or see see what his reaction to this stuff is. All right. Well, it sounds good, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll talk to you later. Until. A couple of hours later, I guess, <laughs> when I when I talked to Robin, um, this is Alan for Villarreal USA and Devant Villarreal. In Devant Villarreal.